The last couple of episodes contained a lot of information, data, statistics, and politics. So I'm going to give you a little recap. Four women were brutally murdered in a span of five months and found on the two-mile stretch of a street known as the Corridor of East 93rd in Cleveland, Ohio. Jamila Hassan, Jasmine Trotter, Christine Malone, and Ashley Lasheski. Jamila Hassan was the first of the four women to be murdered. She was 37 years old. Jamila was found stabbed to death 11 times in her home on Manor Avenue, which is off of East 93rd Street. The way that Jamila's mother found out that she had been killed was by receiving a phone call while she was at work from a family friend who had seen it on the news. In episode two, her mother shared that there's been some discrepancy as to the actual date of Jamila's death. When her mother spoke with the Cuyahoga County Coroner's Office, they informed her that the date of Jamila's death was December 17th, 2012. However, when her ashes were picked up from the funeral home, the date of death was noted as December 15th, 2012. I'm looking into this and I'll report back if and when I get any answers from the coroner's office. Now, it was Jamila's neighbor that discovered her body. Apparently, the neighbor hadn't seen or heard her in a few days, became worried, went looking for her, and found her murdered in her home. Jamila hadn't been living there long, and she also lived by herself. It wasn't uncommon for her to go lengths of time without communicating with her family, so they had absolutely no way of knowing that something was even wrong. So, of course, no police report was filed. Jamila's mom has remained vigilant about following up with detectives over these past nine years, but has yet to hear or see any progress in resolving her case. Jamila was murdered in December of 2012. A few months later, Jasmine Trotter went missing. On Friday, March 22, 2013, Jasmine's mom called her, but she didn't answer or return her call, which was unusual. Her mom called Jasmine's twin sister to ask if she'd heard from her, but she hadn't. Later that Friday evening, her boyfriend also called Jasmine's twin asking the same question. Her twin and boyfriend called Jasmine's mom to let her know that neither of them had heard from her all day. Jasmine was last seen walking to work around 5 a.m. that Friday morning. On Saturday, March 23rd, her boyfriend called and filed a missing person report. The following day, which was Sunday, March 24th, her mom, brother, and cousin went searching the neighborhood, taking the same route that she would have taken to work, which was along that two-mile stretch of the 93rd Street Corridor. They eventually came to a house where they spotted her purse in the backyard. Her cousin walked to the house, 
laid on the ground, looked in the basement windows, and saw her body laying on the floor. According to the Cuyahoga County Medical Examiner's Office, the cause of death was blunt force trauma and strangulation. Jasmine was also sexually assaulted. She was murdered shortly before her 21st birthday. Christine Malone. Her daughter last saw her on Sunday, March 17th. According to her, Christine left to go visit another family member that lived on East 93rd. She did arrive at that family member's house. After they spoke, Christine said she'd be back and got into a vehicle with a friend and was never seen again. Apparently, a friend of Christine's filed a missing person report on March 19th, which was a few days before Jasmine was last seen. Christine's body was discovered in a field on Bessemer Avenue off of East 93rd Street on Thursday, March 28th. Her cause of death was blunt force trauma and strangulation. The date of death is recorded as March 23rd. A question that her daughter has asked is how and why was it possible for Christine's body to be in a field off of East 93rd not even a week after Jasmine's body was discovered in that same area? It's a valid question and one that demands an answer. And finally, Ashley Lashesky. The last time her mother had spoken with her was May 5th. It was around the same time when she was last seen walking to the store by someone that knew her. Her mother and sisters realized that something was wrong when she didn't call and wish her mom a happy Mother's Day, which was May 12th that year. Her mom then received a phone call from someone that was worried because Ashley had missed an important meeting with them, which is not something she would have missed. Her family then filed a missing person report on May 13th and began searching for her themselves. Anytime they were in an area searching that was near where her body was actually discovered, they would receive calls telling them to look in different areas. There was also someone that was removing the missing person flyers that her family was posting around town. One of the questions surrounding her disappearance and death has been why did no one else, the ones that either saw and talked to her on a daily basis, why were none of them concerned that she wasn't around? Why didn't they contact her family or notify the authorities that she had gone missing? Another valid question that demands an answer. Ashley's body was found on May 28th in a field on East 93rd Street. Her cause of death was multiple sharp force injuries to the head, neck, and extremities. There's been very little communication from the homicide unit to any of the families in the course of these nine years. As I mentioned in a previous episode, 
There's been a lot of speculation that a serial killer committed these four crimes, and possibly others in this vicinity. And that could very well be the case. This could all be the work of a serial killer. Or not. Like I said, I don't have the answers to give you right now. But I have my personal suspicions and beliefs as to what happened. Based on my knowledge, I know, without a doubt, that there are several individuals close to each of these women that have information that could help close these cases. I won't pretend to understand or know the fear and guilt that one must live with knowing what they know in relation to these crimes. But here I am again on behalf of Jamila, Jasmine, Christine, Ashley, and their families asking you to share that information. With the help of their families, I'm going to continue digging and researching until the killer or killers have been brought to justice. And we want to hear from you as a listener. If you have any questions or need clarification on anything we've shared, we'd love to hear from you. If you have any information about anything pertaining to these cases, we'd love to hear from you. Please leave us a message at 216-302-7873. Another way that you can help us in these cases is by getting the word out there and sharing this podcast with others. The more people that hear these stories, the more likely someone will remember something and choose to come forward. Any little piece of information will help. She was 37 when she was murdered. She was just a very lively person. She was very loving. She was crazy about her nieces. You know, there was nothing she wouldn't do for them or her son. She loved cooking. She could just come in the kitchen and just create a meal out of, you know, no planning, no nothing. And it would be wonderful. It was just, you know, like a spur-of-the-moment thing. She loved dancing and singing. Her and her sister used to sing together. And she was just very outgoing. She loved to do hair. She was always creating her own hairstyles and we couldn't believe sometimes the way that she would do our hair you know we were like how could you put all those little skinny braids in your own head (laughs) you know and it would look professional and her oldest niece right now she has her own business doing hair she's a cosmetologist and she's just really blowing up you know and she dedicates that to her aunt you know, that it was something that was instilled in her. That's beautiful. Yeah. Just, you know, how she would just pop up and, you know, first thing she would do is head to the kitchen and she would like, oh, let me massage your feet. Let me do your nails. Let me do your hair. On her good days, she just wanted to be with family. You know, she had lots of friends and she had some enemies also. You know, she was a person. She's not just a file on somebody's desk. 
Well, my sister, she was like a strong, resilient person. She was fun and loving. She was a good person. She loved her family. She loved her nieces and she loved her son. She loved her mom and her sisters. When we were younger, we used to hang out and party together and have lots of fun. But growing up, we had conflict because I guess of our zodiacs, sun rising and sun falling. Mm -hmm. But hers, mine was in Scorpio. I'm a Taurus and hers was in Taurus. So we kind of bumped heads a lot when we were younger. But as we got older, we got closer and we still were bump heads like normal sisters, you know. She loved children. Yeah, she loved children. She was 20. Jasmine was the twin. She was the youngest out of the two. They were best friends. So she had the older brother. And we moved here when they were like four or five. This was the first time I was able to bring them to the lake and we went swimming. And she she didn't really like it because she almost drowned, but we had a <laughs> She found one of them dips in there. That was right there with her. But she was mad because she didn't know the dip was there, but we had fun in there. We used to live on Mackinac Island up in Michigan, and she used to love the horses and just love that whole scenery there. They all did. All we was a close-knit family. If I wasn't calling them, they was calling me. We still to this day call each other. She had the most widest, special smile. She was like a hippie. That was basically what she was. She was a, a modern day hippie. She liked to have fun and she she believed that we all should love each other and, and not argue so much or fuss and fight. She wanted to be a chef. She made chocolate chip and peanut butter pancakes. And she just tried different recipes. If she seen it, she would try. Well, she loved the Beatles and she loved Kurt Cobain and Nirvana. She just liked all type of music. Jazz was an adventurous kid. She, once she got something to her mind, she was gonna try it and she was gonna do it. And she was very independent because like I say, once she got something in her head, she, she was gonna do it. Jack was intelligent, kind-hearted, caring, loving. Well, she wanted a son, and she had her son, and that's all that mattered. She didn't want any more kids. <laughs> she loved her son, and she put her all. That's why she, that's why she was on her way to work, so she could help take care of him, so she could take care of him. So when this happened, she was finally coming into her own. She was supposed to turn 21 in May. And they had big plans to have a party and everything. When it happened, she was also had another niece on the way. Have you been in contact with any of the detectives recently? Or what did that look like as far as being in communication with them through from the beginning there to now? no communication. The last time I talked to them... To be honest with you, totally honest, it's been almost two years. It's been almost two years, and and that was me going to them. We ain't heard nothing else. Nobody has called. Nobody has done nothing. And when I do call, they just come talking about, we ain't got no new information, and that's all they say. This has been a long time, and no one's calling you saying nothing. 
because of the community in the area, and they think she was just another young black girl, and, and they just don't care. As a person, she was very sweet, kind-hearted, helped anybody. She, you know, was very friendly. Her as a mom, sweet as pie, she was always there. She always came around, kept the grandkids. She loved them to death. She was just a real happy person. You know, she was just trying to make it. She loved chocolate cake. Her favorite artist was Charlie Wilson. She loved Charlie Wilson. That was her boy. She loved the dad. Yeah, she was just a great person. She just, you know, never did anything evil or bad to anyone. She wouldn't hurt anyone. I just seen her pick the people off the street and help them when they was hurt. So she was a real sweet person. And she deserves justice, and so do all of you. Yes, everyone does, especially in this case where, you know, she was forgotten. It's like, they, they forgot her. Because we never said we never stopped the fight. We know she was a person to us and she meant the world to us. So we never wanted to stop looking and get justice for her because she deserved it. It was just as, you know, you black and you killed in a certain area and then you have a record or a history. It's basically you deserve to die. That's what it seemed like it boiled down to me. You're African American, you, you got a record. And so we feel like we're not going to look for your killer. This is where you're supposed to die. Supposed to have been out looking for her killer, so why the hell the streets wasn't being cold? You know, they should have been going through there back and forth, keeping patrol up high, but they didn't do that. It was dead down there. It was nobody. It was empty. It was quiet. It was silent. It was dark. Ashley was a beautiful daughter, beautiful mother. She was a good person. She'd make you laugh if you was down and out. She would make you laugh every day. She was just goofy and she was outgoing. She didn't kick it with anybody. She just was a good person, good-hearted person. She'd do anything for anybody. What's a favorite memory that you have of Ashley? My favorite memory is a song. It's called Rose on, on Our Back with the chicken chicken that I like to eat because I'm fat. I swear, <laughs> that was Ashley's favorite song. And when she would play, she'd be sitting there eating chicken. <laughs> She would. We would, and then her oldest daughter, and she'd run around the house and say, yeah, rolls on my back, because I like chicken, chicken. <laughs> she would, we would laugh so hard. I'm like, Ashley, are you serious? She goes, yeah, Mom, I'm dead serious. I said, okay. We laughed. It was great. It was. Ashley was just a person that loved food. Every time you look at her, she'd be eating. I said, I don't even have to eat that. All I got to do is watch you eat. And I'll get full just watching you. She sounds like an amazing person. Yeah, she was. She was really, she was amazing. She really was. She'd do anything for anybody. All she wanted in life was to have children and have a nice family. And all that was taken from her when she got murdered. And it's not fair that there's no justice for the family, for her children. I just wish that we just get justice for her and get justice for the other ladies that was murdered too because it's not fair to no family at all. It's not just Ashley, it's all these women. And it's ridiculous. Where is the justice for everybody? Where's the justice at? Nowhere. It's like they don't care. 
That's how I feel, like you don't give a shit. It's not like you really move on. It's like you just learn how to live your life dealing with it and stuff and still having that hope and praying for justice for her and for her children because they deserve that. You know, they're getting older and they're going to get at that age where they're going to question a lot of things about where's my mom, what happened to my mom. And it's just, it's really unfair to her kids more than anybody else in this world because she was an absolute wonderful mother like her dream was to just be a mom people would ask her what do you want to be when you grow up and she was like a mom like she was just loving caring she was very selfless she was very confident in herself she was smart kind she had that free spirit she was loving so kind full of life and she was a happy person she'd always make you laugh put a smile on your face always thinking of others very generous like she had a generous heart and she loved kids like she loved her kids she loved all of our kids she was wonderful when it came to children and i would just hope for people to see her as a person and care that enough that you know her life was taken away from her and a part of her kids' lives was taken away from them because their mother was all that they had and I would love to have someone helping us with this case to keep her out there in the spotlight just in case like anything can happen someone can you know be like you know what I remember when that happened or I saw something and they reach out to the police and and we can get some sort of lead on her case and mostly for the other ladies too. The profile is just like thrown away to the side with dust on it, like like if she doesn't matter. Forget Them Not is written, produced, and hosted by Christina Irene. Managed and edited by Alexi Cordopasi Media Management. Music by Mark Himley and the Europa Proto-Harmonic Symphony Orchestra. Connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Forget Them Not and Twitter at Forget Them Not underscore. If you have information or questions about any of these cases, please call and leave us a message at 216-302-7873. If you know something, say something. Thanks for tuning in to Forget Them Not. Episodes drop every Wednesday. Please make sure you're subscribed to the show on whatever podcast platform you listen on. If you like what you hear, give us a review on Apple Podcasts, share it with a friend, and give us a shout out on social media using hashtag forget them not. Thanks for the support.